I'm your host, Stephen Guttridge, and welcome back to Mid-South Moments. Without further ado, let's get back into our interview with Ricky Morton. Here comes part two. We'll jump around as we go through this, but let, let's let's go, let's go on to the episode of Mid South. So, at, at the desk, we've got Jim Ross on commentary along with Bill Watts, who makes his return for the first time since prior to his big matches with Stagger Lee against the Midnight Express. So, first of all, what were your experiences of Bill Watts back then, um, and how involved did he seem in all facets of putting the show together back then? Well, okay, you know, I, I met Bill Watts way before I went to the Mid South area. I met him for. Leroy McGurk. When I wrestled for Leroy McGurk out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, I don't know if mm. you remember him. It was a territory at the time. Is that the Tri-State? Uh, yeah, you know, that's where yeah. uh, uh, Les uh, Thornton, mm. Les Thornton was the world heavyweight champion then. Yeah. I mean, junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, has, well, I had some tremendous great matches with him too. And Tony Charles, remember Tony Charles? I don't know that one actually. No, yeah, I don't know Tony yeah, Charles. Yeah, I think he's passed away down, but Tony, mm. he was he was in the in the Pensacola territory for a long time. He he wrestled for Jerry too, but but when this is over, look him up, Tony. Charles. Yeah, I'll write that down. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was from England. He and Ben, he was. Ah, oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. I'll look him up. Yeah, he was great. Uh, but what I've said, Bill Watts didn't like little guys. Mm. He didn't think little guys were were really uh, into this business. But now, uh, the match we're talking about is this a six man tag with Barry Orton, Pat oh, Rose? That this is this is later in the show. So at the moment, it's just just a bit of an overview on how you know what Bill, what Bill Bill Watts was like to work for. Really, I guess in terms of work with um, and how how you know was he was he fingering all pies in the, in the thing or did he, okay. did he delegate to people okay. that sort of thing? No, I got where you going now. Mm. Bill Watts uh, on the territory. He's mm. the boss man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every night before the show, you have to be there an hour before. Mm. Okay. I always got there early. Got, I learned that from my dad anyway. But, you know, I mean, if you're a minute late, it's $50. Oh, I know his fine, fine system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. But understand me, he owned a business. But if you have a a regular job where you work so many hours a week and you go to work. I mean, they tell you to clock in at eight o'clock. You just don't clock in at eight fifteen every day. No. Yeah. You know, you you know, you lose your job. Yeah. Uh same way Bill was. He had his rules. Uh Robert and I were the only two that worked for him that could wear blue jeans. And the reason why we ah. could wear blue jeans, we were the Rock and Roll Express. How I mean, you never seen shorts. Oh yeah. yes. But our our jeans had to be, you know, with the crease in the front of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, but we wore, uh, didn't have to wear the the jacket, mm. but we wore jackets uh, similar to our gimmick. You yep. understand? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Watts was very professional. You know, I mean, it was just like any other sport to him. You know, football and everything. You see the the players and stuff come in; they're always dressed. Uh, to be, you know, to, to play the part, you got to be the part, mm. and that was one thing. Bill Watts is really strict on the see, but I had no problems with that. Mm. Uh, I seen a lot of guys try to buck the system, you know, but I, I, and sometimes I just wondered why, because all he's doing is asking you to be there an hour ahead of yeah. time. Uh, all he's doing is asking you to look like. You're off TV and to look like you're a professional 
in what you're doing. And uh, and he was very strict about that. He uh, he didn't cut you no slack. He didn't care who you were. What do you think of him from a sort of creative perspective? Not not to not to ask go too too far behind the curtain here, but a lot of people look back on this this era of Mid South and they they think this is some of the best episodic wrestling television that's ever been produced. This this eighty four and into eighty five period. So would you? I mean, I know that he had had some help with Bill Dundee and the such like putting these matches together. But would you? You know, is he one of the more creative people from a booking ownership standpoint that you've sort of worked with over the years? Well, I mean, for the owner standship, I, I, I thought so. You know what? He mm. gave Bill Dundee full control. Did he? Yeah. And okay. Yeah, because he trusted Bill. Uh, yeah. And he did get stuff. You know, and he had a lot of people working for him. You know, like, you know, he had the agents before, you know, WWE and him did. You know, Ernie Ladd was one of them. Uh, yep. Uh, you had Grunzi Smith, which went on to be with WWE you know, Jake Roberts' dads, who yes. I talked about, Lizzie yep. Smith. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're the ones that come in. And most of the time, that you know, like Ernie, <laughs> this is great. Ernie, he liked to stir up a lot of shit, <laughs> you know. But, but it's just the way it is. I don't know mm-hmm. what Bill told him to, but he, I seen him before. Go tell the hills that they're growing over. Oh, and then you go tell the baby faces that they're going over. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. And they get in the ring. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, and he is And Ernie always had that. But you come back with the ring and I'm like, ah, boy, you're stealing from the cup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're a That's... horrible. You're stealing. You're stealing from Bill Watts every day. That's but great. But that, that was Ernie. I loved Ernie. Man. Ernie man was, he was a real funny fella. He's a great guy to be around with. And you, and you, and that's the things we're going back to earlier. We were talking about. You got to have the boys have got to have something to believe in, mm. especially when it comes to the people in the office. Uh, you got to have that trustworthy. One thing that I do know, and, and I call them studios. Uh, you, you know, when you say something, everybody takes it right back to the office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's nobody that sits there and, and really trusts to negotiate things without going out, you know, it's, uh, and, and very, you know, uh, I guess possessive, possessive of their position. Yes. Yep. I mean, gosh, man. I mean, I'm the boss and you got to do what I say, dude. Yeah. Blah, blah. You see, and that's not good for our business. You know, I had a, a lot of people, you know, even, uh, Johnny Lori honest, Hmm. That you know that was really you know I don't know, but he kept a job there for a long time and he got rich doing it. Yeah, yeah. But but you heard a lot of boys. You know, you got a lot of heat with a lot of boys. Uh, you know, as me, I couldn't work like that. That's the reason I guess I was never there because I told you this before. I stood up for the boys. That yep. was my problem. Yeah. You know, if somebody was being mistreated. I let them know about it right away hmm. uh, but you can sleep with a clear yeah. conscience can't you with this sort of stuff so I think that's a you know that's a that's an important thing isn't it I think to have to have some integrity is, is a really important thing isn't it really I think yes yeah, you know it's like in everything I mean yeah. I can't you know and I tell you I don't know I mean I don't know you personally but I know what I believe in I believe in Jesus Christ I believe in you know, I can't hurt nobody like that. Yeah, yeah, I understand you know, completely. It, it, and when you do that, 
it'll come back on you a thousand times without you even realizing it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a lot of, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but I'm not even going to that part. I'm just saying in me. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, that's great. happy life. Yeah, and that's 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 the most important thing. So uh, we throw to ringside with Bill Watts and Terry Taylor and Doctor Death. Steve Williams are there, and they update it. They're updated on the TV title having changed hands at the Superdome show with Terry Taylor having beaten the first holder of the title, Kasha Khrushchev. And um, so you wrestled with and against Terry Taylor many times. What are some of your me- your memories of uh, of Terry Taylor? Oh, you, are you talking about the York Foundation, or uh, so? Yeah, so so you so you, that, you were you were with them in um, in in WCW, weren't they? In in that faction. Um, I'm just, so just generally, you're, you're, and I looked through the matches. There was a lot where you were with Terry Taylor in tags and six man, yes. and later Terry, with you know, it, Terry, with him as well. Yeah, Terry was a great worker, and hmm. but you see, at that time, uh, you know, Robert got his knee hurt, and I will tell you about this that uh, on later in the thing. But Robert got his knee hurt. He said, I had no place to go. Mm. Uh, they, uh, only thing I had to do was turn heel because they put me with Alexander York, which is Terry Reynolds. Yep. Uh, and, and Terry Taylor with, uh, with Curtis Hughes. He yep. was, uh, the manager. And, and then after, later on, they brought Tommy Rich in. But I, I love working with Taylor and with Terry. I can remember. We was having a match. We was out in there, and, and Grizzly Smith was the agent. And we, and this time, our time, of our business, it's already, you know, exposed uh, everything. But we're working with a guy named uh, Todd Champion. Oh, Curtis I know the Hughes. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Curtis Hughes. Mm. Now Todd had, had been off for like three months, and he come back, brother. He's all juiced up, and you know, and Curtis, you know, he. I don't know if you remember Curtis Hughes. Oh, I do remember Curtis Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I started the match out and uh, with Todd. And he did a spot where he slammed me. And boy, he slammed me. And I looked up at him. I said, Todd, I said, just a little bit harder. And I go plump through the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I told him. I said, tag Curtis. So Curtis comes in. Here he comes in like this. And he, I do a spot, and he hits me, and I'm telling you, oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, just what a potato. So Terry comes in, and Terry goes, "Are you all right?" I says, "Yeah, Terry, I'm all right." But they're killing me, so I hit Terry Taylor. Well, okay, yeah. You hear me? Todd Champion, and they stand in the corner. Me and Terry had a match. <laughs> you understand me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Terry worked with you. Yeah. And uh, but the spot where I, I rode him up and beat him one two three, and we go back and, and Grizzly Smith and a lot of times you'd hear, but Grizz understood too. Grizz, I come back and just God, what happened in that match? I said, God, they're stiff. I said, if you want somebody, you go out there and work with them. Yeah, I yeah. Work with Terry never heard nothing about that from the office, yeah. you know, because he knew. I mean, God, man, they, they was uh, it was horrible to work with these guys. They hurt me, but me and Terry had a great match. And yeah. you know what? Our match, me and him, were better. Was going to be better than the match we had with Todd and mm. and Curtis for real. That must be really tough when you're in there with people that are maybe a bit new and they're hurting you. And obviously, that's that's not 
what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the art of, you know, making it believable without killing each other because you're working so many dates. So, well, I mean, that, that must be pretty hard. Have you, have you experienced that quite a lot of your career or have you been, do you think you've been fairly fortunate with the people you've worked with? Well, no, I've been fortunate because mm. in my career, you had people that could work. Yeah. You know, they, they, they were great workers, but when it got later on into the business, nowadays, I think it's the harder you hit, the better off you are. Mm. Uh, but, it, you know, you could, but you notice a lot in WWE, their career spans are, a lot of guys are hurt. All the yes. Time. Yeah. I, I think the, the um, sorry, Rick, I, th- I, th- I think the change to three hour rules has really hurt the guys because they're, there's a, back in the day. It was a steel cage that you stood up in mm. outside the ring where you couldn't interfere, but they hustled up over the ring. And Jimmy scared of heights too. And, and I'll never forget, they heist up on the ring one day. Robert got on the top perimeter and dove off and grabbed it and swung it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going across. And all I could hear was, I hate you, MFers, you mm-hmm. you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great stuff. You know, and it's so many stories like that that you can't remember. Jimmy yeah. Cornette had so much heat. I uh, especially remember the times, and, and I always remember this. This is about people that get business. As me being a champion, mm. we, you, you didn't draw money that way. You know, I was nine-time world tag team champions. But see, in our business, the baby face has got to chase the heel yep. to draw money. You know, I didn't want to be the champion because the people pay to see me beat the heel, but the heel keeps screwing me. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times with Jimmy Cornette, uh, you know, you had to keep heat on your heels. Mm. I watched Jimmy, and I know Jimmy's got a lot of heat the boys, and, and Jimmy's out there today, and, you know, he says what's on his mind, a lot of shit, but, but I don't want to get involved in that. No, no, sure but enough. That, but it, but at that time, he really, he learned to fight. He got his ass whipped so many times that he learned to fight. Yeah. You know, the fans have beat his ass. Dude, I, uh, a lot of times I have seen, uh, you know, he come in the ring and hit me with the t- I see he hit Robert with a shoe one night and the whole E section come in the ring. Oh, yeah. And, and, and just for one night in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for Bill Watts. And something just told me. Our dressing room was here in that big building there, and our, and our car was parked outside. And I told Robert, I said, man, this, I beat, this, beat this crowd out of here tonight, but something was telling me. You had a feeling that uh, something was a bit uneasy. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I says, let's just put our stuff in our car, and it's, you know, it's just like 150 miles home. Mm. You know, we get home, change clothes, and take a shower. And I'm glad I did because – we did a finish, boom, and I mean, and, and at that time for Bill Watts, this is another rule of eBay because we had the crowds were so bad mm. and 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 fighting. And I tell you what about Doctor Death, Steve Williams too. Uh, the whole crowd was, I mean, we did a finish and dog gone. So Bill Watts wouldn't let nobody leave until after the main event. You got to be there at seven, but you couldn't leave because you had riots overnight. Right, okay. You had to help the heels to get back and the baby faces to get back. Uh, well, we did a finish in Baton Rouge where uh, Jimmy come in and hit something. Told me. As soon as they did it, God, I seen the people come in. Me and Robert went out right through the back door. 
And I'm glad I did because the police come in and arrested everybody. Oh, no. Everybody, oh, okay. everybody yeah. was in the dressing rooms for incitement riot. Wow. Took them all to jail. Uh, <laughs> they was looking for me and Robert when we gone. Oh, that's uh, a good decision, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I could just feel something like that. You know, and we're talking about that in the French Quarter. I don't know if you're familiar with the United States. but I've been to New Orleans for WrestleMania a few years back, okay, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, I was there that weekend. At the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now, but was it your, let's, this is down in the French Quarter. I mean, not, it's down south of, uh, down in the Bayou. Mm. Uh, we're doing a show down there. You know what? I'll tell you how. And nobody can already speak English. There's a lot of, you know, all French. Mm. Uh, way down in there, man. It's in the swamps and stuff. So <laughs> I'm wrestling Dr. Death, Steve Williams. And I told Steve, I said, Steve, uh, you know, the crowd here is pretty rough, man. He said, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> I said, all right. So uh, we get Was that the, was that the lake? Was it, sorry, was that the lake, lakefront arena by any chance? Was that? Was it the lakefront arena by any chance? In no, 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 no. So it wasn't that one. Way down in the bayou. Oh, okay. Way down. Way down, right, okay, fine. Way down in swamp lands. And yeah. You know, one Sandys, they hardly even speak English, you know. Right, 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 right. okay. But uh, I hear, <laughs> I'm, I'm selling, and, and Steve Williams is going, uh, uh, get up and make a comeback. I says, well, it ain't time to yet. And the reason why is because people were coming through the, in the ropes. He's oh, grabbing them, God. throwing them out. He grabbed them, throwing them out. And then he goes, and and he get heat. And the more I'm selling, the more the people are coming in. And finally he goes, get up, make a comeback. I said, well, you told me, fuck me. He goes, shut up, get up, get up. He said, get up and beat me. <laughs> you hear me? I got up yeah. and I beat him. And I literally, he fought all the way to the back door to the dressing room door and when he got to the dressing room door the door was locked oh no <laughs> and uh finally he just kicked the whole door down he you know steve was uh, in his younger days was mm. badass yeah yeah big uh, time in that territory we were in a bar one night and a fight happened out in the parking lot it's just glass you know, those big, huge glass doors that you push down, it opens up. Mm. Got the fight, and Steve Williams goes running out, and he hits that door, and, and they get out there, and, up, and they spread it around. And I'm standing there, and I went, and everybody says, he said, I saw go back inside. I looked at Steve. I said, Steve, what you going to do with that door? He had it in his hand, carried it around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that door had to weigh 150 pounds. Oh, what a what, 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 yeah. What you going to do with that door? But Steve, I mean, it was uh, different time, different places. Yeah. Uh, down in the it, down, down that bayou, but it was, you know, home of Louisiana, Tipico, Louisiana. Mm. Uh, you know where they? I mean, these people here, with the, especially Jimmy Cornette and Bobby Eaton. You know, they fought every night. I see Bobby Eaton one time. This great big guy, man, he had to be six six. Boom, and he hit the ring. But lucky Bobby kicked him in the head before he got there, and he was bent over, and Bobby reached out in front, face locked him. But this guy was so strong and big, he'd raise up, and Bobby's feet would go all the way up in the air, back down. This is Madison. Back down until uh, 
the security could grab this guy and take his feet out from under him. Man, it was unbelievable. Hey, question for you. What was the what was the crowd? What was the, the sort of demographic of the crowd? Were there a lot of families at these sort of shows back then, or was it mainly adults that went to? Was, was it was there kids and families and stuff there, or was it more an adult well, sort of audience? Well, what you see uh, a lot then was a lot of adults because the kids had nothing to see. This mm. is what I'm saying when you, when Robert Knight became the rock and roll express. You know, we knew with a young, all-American baby faces yep. that come in, the young kids. Uh, that's when we started drawing girls, and we started drawing the teeny boppers, the young girls that come in. When you do, you know, it, it you got a whole new uh, audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just changed everything. Uh but you know, before you know, it was the wrestling. Mostly, you grew, you drew the adults, yeah, at the time because you know it was the blood and guts is what got over. And it was more an adult product, yeah. So well, this is this is adult, a yeah. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. I mean, if you're a 14 year old girl, you don't want to see Abdul the Butcher. You understand me? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit niche. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. So back to the back to the Superdome match in '84. This is the one where I'm um, using that a stipulation where Jim Duggan, um, who Watts describes as quite a ladies' man, he's he's handcuffed to Jim Cornette, uh, and this one ends up with Wendy Richter attacking Jim Duggan on the outside. Um, and there's a su- there's actually yeah, substance, there's either substance, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to, t- to tell you, you know, yeah, go ahead. Maybe you've been what two weeks after that. Mm. That's when she beat Mula and for WWL. Yeah, yeah. So she she was because she yeah. Just, you know, she didn't know. I mean, it was great. I don't know if things changed, uh, but I knew Wendy a lot. You know, Wendy was a great working mm. guy. I mean, she was, really, you know, she was a very uh, pretty girl too. She looked in uh, phenomenal shape here. Like she worked out, oh, she mus- was. muscular, and she yeah, was incredible a, shape. Yeah, you know, and she, and she wore that cowboy hat, and I think she said she was from Texas, and mm. and it was really. She for a girl wrestler, it was a, a time that you know, the same thing, even like Robert and I, but at the women's era, too. Wendy had stepped in. Now you got this beautiful girl wrestler that drew the band, too. Yeah, see? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep. you know, it worked both ways, and Wendy had a lot to do with that, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was a, a time and era, not only that Robert and I drew the young girls, you know, she drew the guys. Uh, into our into our business at that time, it, you know. And another thing, when, when I was just watching the the shows, you know, we were in a six band tag mm. with uh, Pat Rose, uh, Crusher Khrushchev, and Barry Orton. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but Barry Orton is Bob Orton's brother. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And, yeah, and it's it's Randy Orton's uncle. Randy's I mean, uncle, real, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know that's a uh, that's a, that's a shoot. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Barry, you know, I don't know what happened to him. You know, I called Bob because I was I was watching uh, the show back, and, and I'm thinking, God, I hadn't thought of Barry Orton in years, mm. and I really, after all these years, I had forgotten. 
So I called Bob. Oh, great. Yeah. Especially for your show here. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, is, Bob, is Barry your brother? He said, yeah, he's my brother. He lives in Las Vegas with his mother. Take care of it. Their mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Randy Orton's yeah. grandmother. Yeah. Does. And I went, why well, you gotta be kidding me? <laughs> so uh that was uh Oh no, that's that great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. That's fantastic. So we've got after the break, uh, Jim Ross recaps. So this is this is quite a, an interesting and probably in, fairly infamous competition that was run in uh, ran in eighty uh, four for the Super Date at the Superdome competition. They they recap the winners, uh, Jeannie Smith and Cindy Morgan. And Jim Ross says that he and his wife, the chaperones, they all had a great time. Now I know that they used to run a lot of these competitions with rock bands and that sort of stuff. Uh, so do you have any memories of this Super Date at the because it was massively promoted the last few weeks of television before this? this all happened well you know to tell you the truth so much happened in between now and then mm. and, it, and it's exactly like when you asked me about a match too uh we had a lot more matches at 300 and something than midnight express you know i have figured up out of all the years i've been wrestling i have had a Ten thousand wrestling matches. Wow, that's insane! Do you that's realize that? Yeah, yeah, that's an incredible. And, and it's hard yeah. sometimes, and that's why I have to go back when you ask me questions to remember that. But I do remember uh, when we did the one in NWA. In uh, mm. NWA, we had one there. Win a date with the Rock and Roll Express, and this was a big shoot date. It's no. Uh, thing and you 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 mailed in and, and yeah. you couldn't believe some of the stuff that these girls will mail in because it was twenty five the letters yeah. being there. But we had we had nothing to do with picking them. Mm. But Jackie Crockett, you know he uh, Jim Crockett's brother, you know he <laughs> was the camera and everything. He'd tell me, "Come here, man! Look at some of these letters." These people. Oh, that's great! So there's a later said, one than this. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah, yeah. They would oh man. Maybe some of the greatest naked nude pictures and and stuff, but, but we had nothing to pick with. Uh, but this, there's a, there's a bit man, on this. You ought to read some. You ought to read. <laughs> we couldn't, uh, but it was a legit. Yeah, because it's legit thing. So, there's uh, a bit on um, this uh, uh, earlier. Sorry, Ricky, go ahead. Yeah, but when we yeah, but when the girls legit because you had two that won and we didn't yeah. get to pick them, they did. Mm-hmm. We actually got on Jimmy Crockett's jet. We flew to uh, I think Kansas City. He picked one up, and then we flew to uh, like Cleveland, Ohio, mm. and picked the other one up. Then we flew to New York City. Wow. Uh, with a night on the town, including Broadway shows, uh, eating the Don Perry on all the stuff. Uh, I mean, it was a legit yeah. thing there. But I, I know because man, we're on the road a lot. Never had a day off, and I never forget. Was at the Broadway show with the, with their dates and and, <laughs> and Robert. <laughs> he fell asleep during the. And it was here. And listen, <laughs> That's put in. Here. Have you ever heard of Bill After? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Paris and Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bill yeah. After was mm. our chaperone. Was he? How interesting. Yes, yeah, he was. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill told me, he said, man, I had the greatest, I had a better time than y'all did. 
That's, and, uh, that's incredible. That was a, a real shoot one. And then we had, uh, to, to go along with that, we had the, for little kids, the, it was uh, the lookalike contest. Mm. And that was in Charlotte, North And two guys, won that dressed up like Robert and I, those little oh, kids. Oh, great. Yeah. And, and, and they picked them. And, and, and there were, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, you have a place called the Carowinds. It's like, uh, you know, it's outside entertainment, roller coasters. Okay, yeah. Real big thing. I mean, it's real big. I don't know if you're familiar with Dollywood. That's in, yeah, that's I know what you mean, like a big theme park kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a big theme yeah. park there. So uh, the winners got to go at the big limousine and had the kids in there. And matter of fact, my oldest son, Jonathan, he wasn't probably – four years old, four or five, took him with us too. But we got to the park and this is how over Robert and I were. Mm. They had to, sh- uh, they had to, they made us leave. They really? Me, yeah. Yeah. Cause so many people were on us, mm. but what they did is they closed. It was great. They, they closed the theme park early that night for just Robert and I and the two kids That's great. and my yeah. son could ride all the rides and do everything because we couldn't. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was, it was a big theme park. You know, you mm. got 10,000 people on this. Uh, you couldn't even get on rides. You couldn't do nothing. So it was really cool. Uh, That's fantastic. Them to shut. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Uh, Going back to this time, mi- Sorry, Ricky, go back to this second conversation. So, so, so just some funny stuff that was mentioned in the, in the lead up to this in the, in the few weeks. So, so J- Jim Ross was really the kind of point guard in this in terms of like explaining the rules. And he, and he, he made it clear that all of the, there were 2,000 photos apparently and they'd become, they'd become property of Mid-South Sports. And he encouraged the girls to, to do their best possible photos and the 25 word descriptions. But do you, what, what ever happened to these, these photos? Because there's 2,000 entries. Were they, were they in, when the company was sold, did that go with it? Or you know, what happened? happen to those i don't know <laughs> so you ask me something i don't know yeah no no worries Watts, you know if it's any tapes or anything like that i think that the evolve all of that from bill watts. yeah but well, late, a lot bill, later didn't I, they yeah bill watts yeah, ex-wife had think, it didn't they yeah i yeah. think bill watts wife had it all. yeah she did and uh she sure did because she was the one to do some stuff with us uh to uh to sell mm. videos but it never went through. And I think she, I think WWE bought it all from her. Yeah. Um, you, know, it's, yeah. you know, it, 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 this goes, I wish they had some of the, cause back in the territory days, they had all these footage of grasses that we so great, but nobody even thought they taped over the tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were bicycle tapes. Yeah. And you know, for a promoter to spend at that time, a hundred dollars for a tape <laughs> that you could tape over. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. But when Paul Botch died, now they found a whole lot of stuff in his office. Oh, did they? Because that's the thing that's I, th- I think it's really sad about these is you, the, the TV shows are great, but the bits that we don't see are the local promos. So the local, let's say you were in Oklahoma City or something, you don't see those promos for those matches there, which I think would have been fantastic to be able to see. Oh, and I, 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 and I like that you brought that up because uh, at that time I had a VCR. Mm. You remember the Bell VC? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, yeah. And, they, and they first come out and they're this big, mm. that thick, you know, <laughs> and you got it on top of your TV and it's leaning over to the TV. <laughs> and I film my wrestling shows every week and I have all these uh, VH, 
VHS tapes in my, oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, in my right. bedroom that, mm. that I need to go through. Mm. And I have people all the time want me to go through them, but I don't want them to without me being there. Yeah, because sure. I know I've got one on there when Jim Ross, his first time ever in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, he, uh, at that time, my Jim was a radio announcer for sports or something. Mm. And, and we were real young. We are like 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. And Jim's interviewing me on TV. And I can't say shit with a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to risk. And, and Jim's talking. And he don't even like the same person. Mm. You know, yeah. just a young guy. Yeah. You know, I'm older than Jim. And it, it uh you know, I'm a couple of years older than Jim, and and it's and we're sitting there talking, and, and I have that on there. Matter of fact, I have uh, that's when Eddie Gilbert, he wasn't old enough to wrestle in the commission states. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So in Oklahoma, Eddie was 17, and I had him there to be my tag partner. And during that, shot an angle. He brought it. I don't know. You know his brother Doug. Uh, Doug yeah, Doug. yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, Doug. I don't think he was even in the first grade yet. Wow. Okay. Or, yeah. or the first, second grade. But Doug's on the TV show, and he's presenting Eddie a trophy. Okay. Then that then Akbar comes out, Skador Akbar, and throws the fire in Eddie's face. I got that on there. Oh no wow! Ever okay. Seen that? Yeah. So, uh, some wild classic stuff. You know, in Memphis they used to do a lot of wild stuff. I mean, we was like the third one, but Eddie and I did the, the concession stand match. Yeah. We yep. tore the concession stand up, but you know, Waller Dundee done that before, but, but it was, you know, repeating things, but, but it still got over. It was fun doing it. Yeah, I bet. It sounds like a project, and, good project for someone to maybe to digitize that or put it all on a hard drive or something for you at some uh, point. I yeah. It, dude, I have a whole big sack in there. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I had my son, that lives right outside of Nashville. They still around. He went to my mother's house mm. and got all of that because it's you know my mother been passed away, but still have the house. But he went and got all those tapes for me and sent them to me. Mm. And I can't wait to sit down and go through some of them. Just oh, you must have the you must do the it, craziness yeah. uh, on there, and, and and especially when I f- first started wrestling for Nick Goulas. Mm. This has had to be in 1977, 78. So right at the beginning, uh, you've got some stuff from that from that time. Yeah. Yeah, but because I, I, the VCRs just came out. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to tape it, you know, but but Nick didn't keep it because they taped over everything. Every yeah. Week. You know, they kept the same tapes, and after they run it on the bicycle tape, and I'm and what I mean by that is from town to town to town. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a week behind in all the towns. Mm. And then, you know, that was something else that was crazy, you know, because yeah. a, a lot of your shows, and it admits out too, were, were a week behind. Yeah. So and you would have these, so, sorry, you'd have these funny weeks where something yeah. had happened somewhere, but it hadn't happened on the TV. So you got like a yeah, weird filler people, week. Yeah. And the people hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, exactly. So come yeah. back. Yeah. The next week, especially if you know if they beat me up on TV, and I, you know, I had to, you know, I had to not forget to put a thing on my put the head. Thing on, yeah. I, I yeah. thought the uh, the last stampede was such a good example of that because that was if you just watch the television without the local promos, you think that's going to be one match somewhere, and I think they did it fifteen times. It's just like it's just at the the time where you could still do this sort of thing before it moved a little bit more yes. to 
to you know more more not not so much I guess closed circuit was the next stage and then pay-per-view after that rather than the the just the, just the consistent big live show type situation and um, back to this this super date thing they show a really great video of you guys um set to joe jackson stepping out with the just showing the highlights of the of the girls and i think did a little bit of dance there so i still it's, i love i love the video packages as we, as we talk about i think that, so, is, yeah. is that out of the is that out of the mid-south area so so it, so in, I don't in, remember it. I'm oh, sorry. in your in your in your super date on this episode in your in your super date bit when they when they show the winners, um, there's a little montage of you and Robert with the two girls, and it's got Joe Jackson stepping out to it, and it's really well done. They show you arriving somewhere, walking up some steps. There's a little bit of dancing yeah. in it. It's just so it's just brilliant. It's so so okay. so well done. I, yeah, uh, you need to give me that for I can look I'll, it up. I'll tw- I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out yeah. when, when we when we get the episode released, I'll, I'll, and I'll send it to you. No, no worries. Yeah, at all. please uh, tweet it out for me because yeah. you know that's something that I want to see too. Yeah, see, it's you, so good. You, and, and a lot of things you have, you know, I, I see a lot of matches that people post on the internet that mm-hmm. I totally forgot about. Uh, we have one here that, uh, and people want to pop that, you know, you want to listen to real pops, but you see, it's, I wrestled Ric Flair on one of them. It's got me coming out and Rick's in the ring mm. and the people are going crazy. And I can see all the people on here posted, God, what a pop, what a pop. Yeah. That was just one night. Yep. <laughs> the other ones you didn't see. But, but that's, I tell you what, Ricky, that's such a big thing now because I've, I've been watching a lot of uh, 80s and 90s stuff and I've also watched a lot of your stuff recently as well. And it's night, obviously there's no crowd now, but it's night and day versus the reactions you guys got. And, and I think this probably yes. ended with the Austins and the Rocks and that was the last people in, in this, the, the kind of late 90s, early 2000s. So from then on, you might get the old returning pop, but you guys were getting this every episode and I bet you got it I'll tell you what you guys got on the taping where they did more than one episode and you came out a second time you still got the reaction even though they'd already seen you oh yeah so, so yeah and, uh, yeah but uh, like we were we were rock stars and I'm yeah. serious to tell you that yeah. you know and, and that's what they're really missing in our business nowadays because yeah. but it's not that because they don't the training these guys are getting from people they're not teaching them that they're not mm. they're not understanding I told a guy the other day I'm doing a seminar and I told him, this is what you got to do in our business. In my day, I'm telling you, I was the best in the world. And I said, if you don't believe me, just ask me. Yeah. <laughs> said, All right. I'm, I convinced myself. Yeah. Well, you have and, to. You've got to believe in yourself. See, yeah. But if I could convince myself, you can convince the people. And my whole thing is is making the people on the front row. Not only the people on the front row, but the guy I'm wrestling. Yep. Like Arn Anderson, that I'm hurt. And they ask me at the ring all the time, you okay? Yeah. Okay. If he's asking me if I'm okay, what do you think that guy on the front row is thinking? That's a great but Let's great, go further than that. Yeah. What do you think about that guy up here in that box? Yeah. Yep. They're absolutely killing it. They're See, in it. that's yeah. what we are missing it and that the people would would stop the feet because of going back to something earlier, you can't kick a guy 80 times yeah. to make people believe what you're doing. Uh, you can't do a spot when you got 30 guys on the floor because now they know that you're fixing to do something over the top rope so they can catch you. Yeah, You, I, you see, and yeah. that's what you have some guys that are, that are real good that can do things like that, but you can't have it in every match. And even on independency, yeah. you know, I go, you know, I tell the guys a lot of times, uh, I said, man, don't put me on last. I said, I know. I said, but 
these people go out here. Sometimes the matches are so bad, I'm embarrassed even to go out there. But by the time I go out there, they had done seen, and and, and I'm an old man in the crowd, like to see it. I, I do the dive, I do the Canadian destroyer, I do yeah, I love that. Yeah. this, and I do that. I says, but it's no need to be going out there doing it if it's done happen in every match tonight. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. It's everybody got to get my shit in. Mm. And it's not about the business, it's not about working for the next show. Mm. It's not about that no more. It's uh, I know it's entertainment and they're trying to get the people who money's worth, but they need to set the guys to, and 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 I can say this, even when I broke in business in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, you you only only had like five matches, five or six matches. This is mm. all you had. Okay. The first match, you never threw a punch. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you understand me? Never threw a punch. Mm. You worked a head a lot. Second match, never threw a punch. You worked an arm. They tell you, uh, third match, never threw a punch. You worked the, the leg. Now, you semi-main event is a little angle. Mm. So they can go out, my bum, and throw a couple of punches. But you had to save everything for the last match, the main event. Okay, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, to build and build uh, and build and build and then to the main event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and then and then when Lawler went out there to fight Joe LaDuc or, or something like that, it meant something. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you never seen uh, nut shots. Mm. You never, <laughs> you know, you throw a guy off the top rope. It was a disqualification. But I know our business changed. The entertainment changed. People want to see more. But we're going to have to save something. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I tell you what, yes. don't I tell you who does that well still. Um, New Japan, they they yes. have they have the in order of the interest in the match, and they do it from start to finish, and that's how they always do the cards. Whereas WWE and AEW, they have a big match, big promoting match in the middle of the card, and they put someone afterwards in like an absolute death spot, and it's like, well, you're not trying. That match is not going to give the best possible chance to get over in that spot. Yes. So I have it there. And I, I think that's, I, I really like new Japan for that. They, they release the card. You know what it's going to be. There's not, there's not, you know, it's in order. It's done. Whereas WWE and AEW don't do that. I, I think option A is the way to promote a wrestling card, build it, build it, build it, build it, main event done. And that's the way it should be. Yes, I I, yeah. You see, and that's the way I look at it too. Mm. And I know you've got a lot of main eventers that work for that company. Uh, they might run two shows, but see when you do that, save something for the other show. Uh, you don't, you can't have every, you can't have every match as a main event. Yeah. Yeah. You, I agree. You see, you can't have every match as the main event. You had to save something for the people who see. And, uh, I, I, well, what they're doing, they're thinking, right. They, they have a lot of good talent there, mm. uh, but they need to learn how to use it right to me. Yeah. It's what I think. Yeah. See, I, I, that, I think so. And I everybody think so. has their own opinion, you yeah. know, about it. So, I think some quality control is is what's needed there. Maybe maybe someone just just with experience, just a quality control person that's not involved in creative, but just actually Yeah, let's just, sit down and talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Let's, yeah. let's all sit down and talk about this. Yeah, does this make this sense? Here, this here and this yeah. here. And yeah. let's build for this here. Uh then everything, you know, it'll fall into place. Uh, I don't know. I mean they're they're good guys. I love their show. Yeah, I, I think it's been really good so, so far. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll watch a lot of the shows, but you know, mm-hmm. it's getting to a point. And and I don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking nobody, but I, I'm, I think I mentioned this to you before, you know, uh, you know, WWE, everybody looks alike. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's it's killing me. Everybody looks alike. Yeah. And uh and and everybody's they do the same spots. It's just at a different time. And it they need to cut down. I mean, they need to do something. Get get the writers back in there and and make these guys understand what you are thinking in your head. As I told you earlier, you can't pick my brain. I gotta get into your brain yeah. and make you understand what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. And that's what they're lacking. Yeah, yeah. That's no, what they're lacking right there. Thank you very much for listening to part two of the Ricky Morton interview. The third and final part will be available next Thursday, 12th of June, first of subscribers and then everywhere else on Friday the 13th. If you're interested in guest hosting in the future, please do reach out to me on Twitter at MidMoments and I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon.